So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just wanna know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. This is one hell of a Monday, you guys. There is so much going on right now. A Monday like this is the exact reason we changed the schedule around to be able to release episodes on Tuesdays. I'll tell you right now, Kylie and Jordan could have been an episode in and of itself. Like we weren't going to do this, but it was possible. It wasn't the craziest thing that that could have been emergency episode worthy. Thank God we didn't because there are now so many other things to discuss, but we got to get right into that. Like I need to talk about that immediately. I need you to know that I'm still processing this. Okay, I'm really glad you said that because I said to you right when we came on here three minutes ago, I have not formulated my thoughts, my feelings, any of it until this moment. Like I purposely was waiting to do it in real time. Oh my God. Okay, let's just get into it. Let's get into it. Wait, first of all, before I say anything, I just think important context to note is that when the initial Jordan Woods, Tristan Thompson cheating scandal happened back in February, 2019, that was when we were in our second month of really doing the podcast. We had roughly started it, you know, the July prior, but we didn't really hit the ground running until January, 2019. And so our second month in with our new production company is when this shit hit the fan. And I don't know if you guys remember, but OG listeners know our Jordan Gate episodes were some of our most successful ever. It was nuts. We were going into the studio at like 11 p.m. The episode charted to like top five, all categories. It was it was the kind of rush that I can't really explain because since then, I don't think anything has really felt like that. Maybe Scandavolve. And so four years later, when in so many ways we're past that and it feels like another life, for these paparazzi photos to come out, which we will obviously discuss in detail, I just need you to know if you are somebody that has been listening since the beginning, I know how hard that hit for you because it hits so hard for us as well. I had to really reacquaint myself with everything that went down during Jordan Gate. I was looking through all of our old outlines, everything. Like we had sections on those outlines of like questions we still have. And it was like 50 questions that we had that were just like swirling in our mind that I remember at the time being like, if I don't get the answers to these questions, like I don't know how I will go on to the next day. Like there was nothing, nothing bigger than Jordan Gate. Well, do you remember that you had taken an edible right before the news broke? And so you were tripping on an edible when the TMZ notification came through and you were then on the subway, like talking to anybody who will listen about what was going on. And I was getting live updates while I was on my way to Jersey from Isabel. I vividly remember that day as if it was yesterday, while at the same time, it feels like 25 years ago. I mean, it was four years ago. Can you believe that's how much time has passed? I'm fucking losing it. Like, I don't care how where this falls in the scheme of things. Jordan Woods and Kylie Jenner getting a casual sushi dinner when like most likely they have been hanging out for a little while now, which obviously we will get into in a very methodical breakdown. I just want you to know, to me, this feels like the fucking biggest deal ever. I don't know where it technically ranks. I have lost my ability to be objective with this type of a story because obviously I am so locked in. But for me, this feels like a massive deal. I mean, if you were to ask me, who would we see first? Even in like a hypothetical world where this is like a year ago, where Timothy and Kylie have not even yet been mentioned in the same sentence, right? If you were to hypothetically say to me, who do you think would be seen at Sushi Park West Hollywood first? Jordan and Kylie or Timothy Chalamet and Kylie? I would have said Timothy Chalamet and Kylie a million times over. I don't think that I ever saw a scenario in which they were hanging out again. I thought too much time had just passed. I'm not even going to lie to you. And I, I want to save it because I want to do the breakdown and then I want to talk about immediate reactions. I am so happy. Like I- Oh my God. I, I just want you to know, like, right? So fucking happy. 
Let's do the breakdown because I have a lot of questions and a lot of comments. And like, I, I just think we all need to be on the same page before we get into it. Okay, so on Sunday night, July 16th, Daily Mail posts photos of Kylie and Jordan leaving a sushi restaurant called Sushi Park in West Hollywood. Then today, July 17th, TMZ posts, Kylie Jenner and Jordan Woods have been spending time together and working on mending their relationship for over a year. A friendship we're told Khloe Kardashian never put any restrictions on following the drama with Tristan Thompson. Sources close to the pair tell TMZ the two have been hanging out privately for a while, and this weekend sighting just marked the first time they've been spotted out and about by the public since their rekindling, which also added context because if you're anything like us, you were curious about this. They did in fact arrive and leave together. You saw Kylie driving her G-Wagon, so they carpooled to dinner. This wasn't a meetup there. This wasn't an Uber there situation. They both arrived and left together. Also, I'm sure you saw the photos, but Kylie was in this black and white outfit and Jordan was in this sick red dress with a bright blue Birkin Interesting, which I think if I'm her, this is a genius move. The dress she's wearing is from her clothing line, Woods by Jordan, which, I mean, you saw how viral these paparazzi photos went. Very smart move on her part to be wearing a dress from her line. I feel like Kris Jenner saw that and she was like, yep, yep, that was the right move for her. Yeah, if I'm Kris Jenner, I'm like nothing but respect for that move, which I know we are quite literally chomping at the bit to get into this in our initial reactions. We just wanted to take one moment to do a little timeline review because it's been a while since we've discussed this friendship at all. And I think it would be helpful and healthy to kind of refresh all of our memories. I think we all really need that. Okay, so let's backtrack 11 years to 2012 when Kylie and Jordan are introduced by their mutual friend, Jaden Smith, son of Will Smith, which as we know, Jaden and Kylie dated years ago. I'm sure you all remember those photos of them leaving the movie theater with her foundation all over his face. And of course, Jordan Woods has been very, very close friends with the Smith family for many years now. Two years later, 2014, Jordan is in attendance at Kim and Kanye's wedding in Italy. Three years later, we have Life of Kylie, Kylie's show on E!, which Jordan, of course, had a very integral role in. 2018 is the Kylie and Jordan Kylie Cosmetics collab, which even as I'm talking about this, it is bringing me back. You know, nowadays, a collab feels like standard business. At the time, that was a very big deal. And then if you remember during Jordan Gate, it just so happened, or so Kylie very much claims it just so happened that the Jordan lip kits were on sale and were always meant to be on sale at the time. And that created a huge controversy thinking that Kylie had discounted that product purposely. And remember, Kylie was distraught over that. There was that whole scene with her and Chris talking about it and her saying, you know, there's no world in which I ever would have put these on sale as a result of this. This was a sale that was going into effect way before anything happened. See, those are the little details that you forget about. You forget about, and then when you remember, they just feel so necessary. So, okay, we are now fast forwarding from 2018 to February 18th, 2019. This is when news broke that Tristan had cheated on Chloe with Jordan, which, like, there is nothing that we could ever say right now that could do justice to how that felt at the time. And I'm not even going to try to bring us back to that time because honestly, who wants to go back there? It was devastating for all parties involved. However, the feeling in the air was. One I know we will just simply never be able to recreate. Okay, keep in mind, Hollywood Unlocked was the first one to break the news because one of their sources was at the party who allegedly saw it all go down. And the initial story that broke was, quote, after hanging out with Drake at Shore Bar in Santa Monica, Tristan hosted an after party and was spotted getting cozy with Woods. A source exclusively told us that the pair, quote, were all over each other as partygoers were told not to snap cell phone photos. That is February 18th, 2019. It is not until March 1st, 2019, aka 11 days later, that Jordan appears on Red Table Talk, which we'll get into in one second. But I need everyone just for one second here to go back to those 11 days. Just try to remember what social media was like for those 11 days following that initial news report. I don't know if I can do justice to what those days were like on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram. I remember posting a comment that Gwyneth Paltrow had commented on a meme asking it to be explained to her. Like that is how big it was. But also there's a part of me that like will never fully be able to remember exactly what that was like. I mean, keep in mind, this broke on February 18th. One day later was when Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked, who again, Hollywood Unlocked was the initial source to report this because one of their sources had been at the party, posted this video where he's talking into the camera about the situation and Chloe, Malika, and Larsa all commented on it, which at the time was fucking crazy. It was like we were getting real-time reactions from the people 
in the Kardashians' most inner circle. I remember, and I'm pulling this up as I say it, there was a photo someone posted of Stormy that said, Stormy and Calabas is waiting for Jordan to pack her shit and get out of Kylie's house, like dot, dot, dot. And Malika commented, these hoes ain't loyal, also on February 19th, which I remember at the time, us being in disbelief that they were engaging in this way. Because I really believe if this were to have happened now, obviously it would be a massive fucking deal. But I don't think the Kardashians or the people in their most inner circle would be down to be this messy with it. You know, like, I just don't know if it would be going down in this same way on social media. I think that even in the last four years, there has been a shift in the way that they interact. They are more like averse to mess. Well, if you remember, the interesting butterfly effect here is that this kind of led to the end of their friendship with Larsa too, because she couldn't stop talking about it. Yes, the comments in the initial stages were one thing and Malika was doing it too. But then if you remember, you know, there was a TMZ video of her talking. There was another comment that was made. It was got brought up in an episode of Kardashians where it was kind of like Larsa is using this to her own advantage a little bit. And I think that that was one of the effects that it had on their relationship because I think that it caused them to look at Larsa differently because it was like, there was a period of time where it was like, okay, we kind of stopped talking about this. Why is she still going? And so the mess of it all kind of took on a life of its own and had completely other effects starting from this one comment. Well, also keep in mind, and we'll get into this in a second when we talk about the Kardashians episode that aired about this, there was the video that Kim posted of her and Malika in the car with Chloe on their way to Palm Springs, and they're singing Don't Mess With My Man by Nivea and Who Is She To You by Brandy. And if you remember on the episode, Kylie calls them and asks them to delete it. She's like, I know you're so pissed at Jordan, but like, we're better than this. Like, let's not lean into this, which again, talk about getting real-time reactions. Obviously when the show aired, we got to see that behind the scenes. But while this was all going down, we saw Kim post those videos and then delete it. And I remember us talking about that at the time of like, holy fuck, what is going through their minds right now? They were reacting in a way that I don't think we necessarily expected them to. You know, all of them were reacting in a way that we weren't expecting. The only person that reacted in a way that I think was completely on par with what we would have expected was Kylie. I remember us saying at the time, this is going to be the hardest on Kylie in the family. Like in the family, this is going to hit Kylie the hardest. Is this the person that we are going to feel the most bad for looking back on this in a couple of years? And so it's so interesting to now be looking back on this in a couple of years and seeing Kylie reunite with her friend and kind of having that feeling of like, yeah, I still stand by that. To reunite a friendship four years later, like is just so much proof that she never fully moved on from this. No, I mean, and also, you know, keep in mind, and again, like, this is such a ridiculous thing to say because I so wish this was not the case, but let us be very clear in that the Jordan Woods cheating scandal, while absolutely massive, was not the first Tristan Thompson cheating scandal. This was almost a year after the initial cheating scandal, April 2018, quite literally the day before Chloe was about to give birth to True. Meaning, obviously this was terrible and something that should have never happened, but like our initial shock at this time, unfortunately, wasn't Tristan cheating. And there was a part of us that was almost desensitized to that. It was so much more the Jordan slash Kylie aspect of it all for really zoning in on what at the time we were the most focused on, I feel like. Well, that's the thing. It's not like we were mourning the relationship between Chloe and Tristan. Yes, they were back together at this point, but when Tristan had cheated on Chloe before True was born, right before True was born, may I add, that's when we had mourned that relationship. Because if you remember prior to that, prior to the first cheating scandal, we were all in on this. We were like, this is the greatest thing ever for Chloe. She's going to have a baby. She met this guy who loves her. Following everything that happened with Lamar, this is exactly what she needed. Like we were so, so full all in on this. And so when that first cheating scandal happened, like we, we were heartbroken for them. Like we, we genuinely mourned that relationship, I feel like. So then we fast forward to this now second cheating scandal. We're not at all mourning the relationship between Chloe and Tristan. We're mourning the relationship between Kylie and Jordan. And if anything, we're really mourning the relationship between Jordan and the entire family. Yes, in a very big way. And let's continue on that timeline for a second. We now go to March 1st, 2019, a little bit over a week after this initially happened. And this is when Jordan appears on Red Table Talk. Again, full circle moment in that as I said previously, Kylie and Jordan were introduced through Jaden Smith. So Jordan has a very close relationship with the entire Smith family. And that was something that was very well known when she was going on Red Table Talk, which I don't think you could have faulted her for. Like, 
If I'm her and I have the opportunity to speak out on a public platform, it probably helps that the person that is leading the discussion is someone that I feel deeply comfortable with, who also happens to be very respected in the public eye when it comes to this type of a conversation. Okay, so on this episode, she maintains that the only thing that happened that night was Tristan kissed her. It was all they did, didn't sleep together, didn't make out. And after the episode aired, Chloe tweets, why are you lying at Jordan Woods? If you're gonna try and save yourself by going public, instead of calling me privately to apologize first, at least be honest about your story. By the way, you are the reason my family broke up. Which like, in retrospect, and I know we have spoken about this many times since the fact, not to invalidate Chloe's anger because of course it was warranted, but like Jordan Woods was not the reason that her and Tristan broke up. Tristan was the reason that her and Tristan broke up. Just to go on record with that. Right, exactly. Important distinction there. I will never forget when that Red Table Talk episode came out. That felt like a historic event. Like I remember, I remember feeling like the entire world had stopped and watched that episode together. Do you remember that I was watching that from a Hyatt in Ohio? No, I forgot. I watched in a guy's bed. You did? (laughs) That's hilarious. I remember I said saying to my dad, like we were we were visiting family in Ohio, and I was like, I have to meet you at the house. I was like, you don't have to pick me up. I will take an Uber, but I have to sit here with the coffee from this Hyatt and just focus in. I was shaking. I remember texting you being like, Julie, why is my entire body shaking? And then she walked out in that black dress. Oh my God. Wow. That was fucking nuts. Okay, so the actual episodes of Keeping Up the Discuss Jordan Gate came out June 23rd and June 30th, 2019. It was season 16, episodes 11 and 12. And this, I mean, what I was saying earlier about, you know, the videos of Kim and Malika in the car singing to those songs, Kylie calling them, asking her to take them down, Chloe screaming liar, them on the phone with Kamora Lee Simmons, all of those, I mean, now cemented in history scenes came from those two episodes where they discussed that. And like, I just remember thinking at the time, this is one of the craziest things we could ever witness in Kardashian history. Like even the episode coming out four months after that had initially happened, I remember being shook to my fucking core seeing it. Even knowing everything that had gone down, being able to sit in that Palm Springs house and witness the behind the scenes of everything happening. Like, I will never forget that feeling. It's really, truly one of those you just had to be there moments. I remember that feeling, the same feeling that we had recording the first ever Jordan Gate episode. We did four parts total of of Jordan Gate episodes and the parts three and four were the last episodes of the season. I remember coming into the studio and recording those episodes, feeling the exact same way I did when we first walked into the studio to record. It was like Eye of the Fucking Tiger. Like we were so goddamn ready. It was Eye of the Tiger. We we literally was. posted walking into the studio with the song Eye of the Tiger playing because we there was, this was so crazy. Like it was absolutely fucking wild. Okay, hold on. Let's fast forward now. So that's June 2019. The episodes came out. You know, it had kind of, I don't want to say it died down in the months between the actual scandal and the episodes coming out because it was still one of the biggest things in pop culture. But of course, the episodes coming out kind of reignited that. Okay. May of 2020 is when Jordan and her current boyfriend, Carl Anthony Towns, began dating. They became Instagram official in September. The reason that we mentioned that timeline is because obviously this is a relationship she's been in for the last three years. They seem to be a really loving, healthy, beautiful couple. And there was something about her getting into this relationship that signaled like, okay, she's going to be okay. You know, I think there was a lot of fear there for Jordan in that initial time following this whole thing because it was the belief of like, you know, once you're blackballed from the Kardashian family, who knows what's going to happen for you in Hollywood. And it was like the first signal of like, she's going to be just fine. And as she has been, and obviously she's only continued to thrive, but like, I just vividly remember her initially getting into this relationship and was, you know, since then, of course, we've seen the progression. The one other date we wanted to mention was April, 2022, when Stoss was on call, her daddy, And when she was asked if she's still friends with Jordan, she said, oh no, for my own reasons. This is the first time that I'm ever saying this, but for my own reasons. And that's kind of the last time we've publicly heard anything from anyone in the Kardashian inner circle talk about Jordan. You know, and and we've seen, like I said, Jordan absolutely thriving. I feel like she's living her absolute best life the same way that Kylie is, but they have just really seemed to do it separately. They're like ships passing in the night. And by the night, I mean the driveway of Nobu Malibu. So 
to now fast forward to here we are fucking July 17th, 2023. And the two of them are walking out of Sushi Park in West Hollywood. I am losing my mind because here's the most important thing in all of this. As the TMZ article said, but we don't need a TMZ article to tell us this. Obviously, this is not their first fucking meeting. There's no world in which Kylie and Jordan are meeting up for the first time to hash it out and they're doing it in public at a very well-known sushi restaurant in the middle of West Hollywood. This clearly means they have been hanging out enough to the point where they are fully down for a public spotted hangout. And that to me is the conversation here. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, they're washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Okay, so let's have that conversation, but this is the first question I want to ask you. In your mind, in your made-up timeline, whatever you can say, whatever you think, it doesn't have to be rooted in reality. What was the catalyst for these two hanging out again? I don't know if I'm prepared to give an exact timeline or an exact catalyst, but I kind of am aligned with the TMC article in that this has probably been going on for somewhere around a year. And I say that because if it was significantly longer, I don't think it would have taken this long for them to have number one, a public outing, but number two, any sort of leak in this. Like I I truly believe hanging out that they have been doing has really been very much behind closed doors. I don't even think there's been like overwhelming interaction at events that they've both been at because I just think it would have gotten out. Like I really think it's the kind of thing where they are, have been, I should say, working to repair their friendship, see if it's even feasible and like really be secure and sure in that before then taking it to a public sphere. Because obviously once they do that, all bets are off. And as we've seen from Jordan's comment section the past day, people have opinions and the majority of those opinions are saying, you know, stay away from Kylie. You're so much better off without her, which we can get into in a second in terms of just the way the internet has kind of taken this and ran. I will say, I I don't, I'm trying to think how I want to phrase this. I'm not saying that Kylie having kids is like the reason that they rekindled. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like, It's very possible if she didn't have Stormy, who obviously Jordan was very, very close with, and, you know, she didn't have her son that like, maybe it wouldn't have happened in the way that it did. Meaning I could totally have seen Kylie reaching out to Jordan and been like, Stormy really misses you. (laughs) Like, I, I don't know if that sounds crazy, but I like certainly could see that being a thing. So 
No, I can tour like the first couple of months of having her new baby and and remembering what it was like when Jordan was there for her in the first couple of months was stormy, especially with her and Travis breaking up in those first couple of months as well. Like I can imagine that being a really emotional time for her. I can also imagine it being a really emotional time for her having the baby. And I know this sounds crazy. Jordan reaching out and checking on her and saying, like, I know you've been having a difficult time, something along those lines. My initial thought, though, was very much that following the third cheating scandal with Tristan, that Kylie maybe had that realization, which everyone said. I remember that being everyone's reaction at the time. Like, you know, Chloe forgave Tristan. Tristan got to come back into their lives. And then there was Jordan who wasn't allowed to. And maybe that feeling kind of set in for Kylie. And she was like, yeah, you're right. Like, why does Tristan get to be so involved in this family? He fucks up over and over and over again and hurts everybody and is just like a tornado destroying everything in his path. And I lost my best friend. I could maybe see that sort of reaction from Kylie being like, you know what? Enough time has passed that like, if if Chloe can do her thing and figure out her thing with Tristan, then like I feel free to do figure out my thing with like my friend that I miss. Yes. And also a huge thing to mention here that I don't think can be ignored is of course the Chloe and Kylie relationship, which is so, you know, sacred and it's one of the closest bonds in the entire family. And Chloe repeatedly making it known to Kylie, like, it is okay with me if you want to continue a friendship with her, obviously once the dust had settled. Because there is no world in which even if Chloe had forgiven Tristan and Kylie could acknowledge how hypocritical she was being, if Chloe did not give Kylie her blessing, there is absolutely no world in which this would have ever gone down. And so I am prepared to say 100% factually, this was something done with fully Chloe being very much on board for. Yeah, I I would imagine so. Or again, enough time had passed that it didn't even really matter to run it by Chloe because her initial reaction was like, you do whatever you want to do. Like, I'm never going to tell you not to be friends with her. And maybe enough time had passed that it didn't require a conversation or a blessing or permission. No, to me, there's no way. I know like, honestly, at this point, who cares? Like it's kind of semantics, but just, I know like <laughs> this is the kind of thing where we are going to hammer down every single point. Technically, there's no way of knowing, but I swear, I I just can't specifically because it's Kylie and Chloe. Like if it was any other two, I don't know if I would be saying that, but with Kylie and Chloe and the way that their relationship is and the way that Kylie, forget about idolizes Chloe, but just looks to her as such like a maternal figure. I think there's no way that she would have initially reached out to Jordan without, even if Chloe had given initially her blessing, like without at least telling her. I I just feel that way. Don't you do you th- feel that way or not really? I no, I do feel that way, but I don't. I okay. Let me clarify. I don't see it being a conversation where Kylie sat Chloe down and was like, "I want your blessing to do this." I could see it going down where like Kylie was sitting with Chloe and was like, I keep having all of these feelings like of missing Jordan and wanting to rekindle and check in on our life. And I, you know, see these pictures of her on Instagram and I don't even know who she is anymore. And there's so many things going on in her life. And that makes me sad. Like I was thinking about reaching out to her. Like, what do you think? To me, it's like, of course there was a conversation that took place with Chloe, but like it almost doesn't even matter that it was Chloe that was involved in the first place because that's always who Kylie would have gotten to for a situation like this. Yes. Oh, a thousand percent. Although I kind of also think with this particular one, Kim, like for different, I actually think for different reasons, I I could see it being a conversation between the three of them. Here's the interesting thing. I bet if Kylie felt like she needed to get permission from somebody, it's actually Kim that she felt like she needed to get permission from. Well, absolutely. And by the way, Kim doesn't have a fucking leg to stand on because no one roots Tristan on in the way Kim does. You know what I mean? Like at at this point, Kim is cuddling up to at public enemy number one. Yeah, of course. Just to clarify, I obviously don't mean cuddling up sexually. You know, you guys know what I mean. Okay. So then my question is, can this friendship, and I don't even think they would want it to, but can this friendship ever exist in the capacity that it once did? No. And I think that is such a blessing because, okay, here's, if we want to really like discuss this, I think sufficiently, we have to talk about the fact that forget about the initial aftermath. That was obviously traumatic for all parties involved, but a year or two down the line. And I think you and I had even spoken about this. Everybody, I feel like at least from the outside, which what does that mean in the scheme of things? But the public kind of came to this realization of like, you know, 
there was certainly some codependence going on there on both sides. And if we flash back for a second to life of Kylie, there were episodes when Jordan brought that up, you know, about, I don't want to say being in Kylie's shadow, but just acknowledging the inherent unequal power dynamic that arises from this type of a relationship. And like, you know, that was one thing. But then on top of that, there was this deep codependence that I think really existed. And so there was this acknowledgement from the public like a few years after that was like, you know, this was a really traumatic thing that happened for all parties involved, but I think they're both better off. Like for Jordan's sake, she needed to remove herself from being so closely associated with Kylie. I mean, she was literally living with Kylie to like really thrive and do her own thing. And for Kylie's perspective, there was also a part of her that probably couldn't entirely lean into that independence because she always had you know, Jordan is like her safe haven, almost in a way where who's to say if that impacted her romantic relationships in terms of like Jordan, I think at one point, or maybe at many points being the most intimate relationship in her life, of course, platonically, but still like, I don't, I think the intimacy she had with Jordan was probably far superior to the intimacy she had with, you know, previous romantic partners. And like, there was a lot of conversation there about like, you know what, they clearly are both doing their best. So I actually think in this current iteration of their friendship, 2023 version of Kylie and Jordan. Kylie, mom of two now, Jordan in a very serious relationship, her own career thriving. Like, I think they have the ability to be better than ever, but not back in better than ever, just better than ever. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. Like my one wish here would be to see them continue this friendship. Like my one wish would be that like, this isn't the only photo we get of them and they're never to be seen in public again. I also think that the question that we've always had since all of this went down is how many times have they been in the same room together? How many times have their paths actually crossed? What were those conversations like? What were those interactions like? Like those were answers that we never had. And so to see them together, like in the flesh, it, it, I don't want to say it feels surreal because that feels dramatic, but it's like, I, I do feel like even though it's not the main focus that we've had in terms of the Kardashians since four years ago when Jordan Gate happened, I do feel like that is something that has popped into our head time and time again of like, hmm, I wonder if they've ever seen each other. I wonder if they text each other on each other's birthdays. I wonder if Jordan ever feels like sending a, a gift to the house for Stormy's birthday. Like These are all questions that we've had. And so my literal dream here would be not only that they are hanging out and we see them more frequently together, but that some of those questions then get answered. I do not think using the word surreal for this particular instance is at all dramatic, even though I know that surreal has been like categorized as a very overused word. I, for one, when I saw the fucking photo of Kylie Jenner and Jordan Woods walking out of Sushi Park in West Hollywood, the only word that I can use to describe that feeling is surreal. Are you kidding? Like, this is nuts. This is nuts because again, this has been going on, Julie. Like, for okay, let's 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 forget about this interaction in Sushi Park. Let's talk about the first time because you know that that was in sweatpants in most likely Kylie's house or maybe a neutral setting that was very like private. <laughs> like they're going to the fucking Skim's office, sitting down on the Rick Owens chairs. Like, there's there is just no world in which that first meeting of the two of them, which even if it was a year ago, was not one of the most like emotionally intense, draining slash fulfilling experiences. Let me tell you one thing I know about that meeting. That happened at Jordan's house. You have a meeting like that on Jordan's turf. You don't do it on, on Kylie's. I am telling you right now, that is the only thing I know for sure. Aside from the fact that everything that went down being so traumatic. And obviously I think them both realizing that that relationship while deeply special and beautiful at times certainly had some complications that whether or not any Tristan cheating scandal ever happened, like at, at a certain point, it was going to get to a point where something was going to have to give. There's at this phase in their lives, it couldn't exist in that way anyway. You know, like Jordan is in a serious relationship. Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns comes number one in her life. Kylie is now a mom of two. Like they are at such different phases in their lives aside from anything else than they were at the time when this all broke. And it's it's almost like, don't get me wrong, this did not happen for a reason. I wish, of course, if I was choosing that this never happened. But like, if it was gonna happen, there is a world in which their friendship comes out so much like more evolved from it. I, I, I can't get over this. I fucking, I cannot get over this. The only thing that I can compare seeing a picture of 
Kylie and Jordan at Sushi Park to is the first time that I actually saw Sushi Park. When you are in LA and you drive by Sushi Park and you realize that it is a literal strip mall, like you don't recover from that. And that is exactly how I feel seeing Jordan and Kylie. It's a fucking culture shock to me. (laughs) I'll tell you one thing. This Kylie and Jordan paparazzi photo outside of Sushi Park blew my socks off in a way that the Selena and Haley photo couldn't on its best day. I was trying to think, like, what could we ever compare this to if two people were hanging out? Like, the only thing I could think of is seeing a picture of Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss, but even that I don't think would compare. I mean, I guess it depends who you're asking. Obviously, you know, we spent years and years studying this friendship and everything going on with this this family. I just, I like really think that this is not the last we're going to see of them. I'm not, I don't, I think that they are going to be very careful of really not wanting to create the narrative of like, being back in this way because I don't think that that association and that codependence is something they forget about wanting to do, which I don't think they will do, but I don't think it's something they want to lean into for both of their sakes, but probably even more so for Jordan than for Kylie. Like I think establishing the level of independence that she has established is something she's not going back from and nor should she. But like they have now made it known to the public, guys, we're good. And if you see us together, it's because we're hanging out and everything is copacetic. And that is like a massive statement to communicate. It's it's everything, yeah. I know the question a lot of people were asking were like, okay, well, if you're one of Kylie's other very close friends, like if you're a Stoss, how do you feel about this? To me, that's just so not a factor. Like I just so don't, I just so don't view it in that way at all. Yeah, I don't either. And I don't think any of them do. Although it is interesting, like if Stoss is saying she had her own issues with Jordan, we have no idea what those things are, how that relationship then comes into play, how those dynamics come into play. I think it's interesting, but I don't think it's a concern. Because here's the thing. We always talk about Kylie's friends as being like, who's in the number one slot, right? Like it was always Jordan and then it was Stas, and sometimes it's Ariel and it kind of flip-flops back and forth. And like, it is a dynamic that we undoubtedly pay attention to. I don't think that Jordan, A, because I don't think she wants to be, And B, because I don't think that a friendship that has been affected in this way by a fight this public could ever lead somebody back into a number one spot. I don't think it can ever exist in the same capacity. I think there's a lot of hurt there. And so I I think that the vying for the number one spot position, quote unquote, is like, it's just not a possibility. And so because it's not a possibility, it's not a concern. That is exactly how I feel. To me, it's like a moot point. It, it maybe would have been relevant a couple of years ago, but in this current phase of their lives, I just don't see it being a factor. I just also think that the way that Kylie's friends exist now, Jordan having done it on her own, Stas doing it now, that whole friend group is just very much like there's enough to go around. Like I think that back in the day, it was like whoever was whoever was the closest to Kylie was eating good tonight, right? Like that's that's you wanted that fucking position, like your life depended on it. Yes, I think that it's a uh, a position that's de- definitely vied for, but I don't think it's as necessary as it once was. Like, there's enough to go around for the whole friend group now. Everybody's getting theirs, and so I just think that not, again, going back to the idea of like it, it just like wouldn't matter if it was Jordan. Like, I don't think Stas is out here feeling threatened by that because I think she feels very secure in her relationship with Kylie as she always has, and also from a business perspective and a position in Hollywood perspective and a clout perspective and all of those things that go into like their every single day lives, none of that would ever change. So it just like, again, is a moot point. Exactly. It's like, there's so much of this that I'm so interested to deep dive. That's not one of them. I do want to say, I don't know if I, I don't think I said this to you. I I can't remember who I said it to. And if it wasn't you, I like, who the fuck I said it to? But a few days ago, Jordan posted road and like she tagged Haley. And I remember thinking and saying to someone like, Hmm, this is interesting. Just, just in the fact of like, clearly if things were so bad between Kylie and Jordan to the point where it was like, you know, still she who shall not be named Haley, whose loyalty obviously comes first to Kylie and Kendall would be very sure that road was not being sent to Jordan in that way. I know it sounds so petty, but like, I do, I do kind of feel that way. And I remember seeing that and being like, Hmm, that's just interesting to note. We're missing a huge piece of the puzzle that we haven't spoken about here. Hmm. The friendship between Alabama Barker and Jody Woods. 
I'm so glad you just mentioned that because something we have spoken about before is like, Jody is factually at some of these family events because of her close friendship with Alabama. They've been friends for years and years. And, you know, what's what's kind of so funny is like the way the internet would say, oh, Alabama and, and Jody are, you know, the young Kylie and Jordan. That was them back in the day. And I wonder if you're Kylie and Jordan, specifically, you know, you're Kylie who has been around Alabama and Jody all together, if seeing them and seeing the way that the internet kind of reacted to them also was potentially, like you said, a catalyst to, to getting her thinking. There are so many things here. Here's the thing. I truly do not believe this is the kind of thing, like I said, this is a one and done. Like, I really, I really don't. I don't think you make the decision to be public in this way just for a one-time thing to signal to the world that you're good. I think it's more so the kind of thing that you've now decided you are good enough that you can make your rekindling of your relationship public to the point where like, it's you're, you've gotten over that hump of it being the biggest deal ever. And that, that to me signals like that they're clearly in a good enough place that like they're down to, you know, be seen in this way. I don't know you guys, this, I just want you to know the amount of DMs that we were getting of people absolutely losing their minds and are like, are you guys okay? The answer to that question was no. Like this was, the, this was the story I would say in the last, I don't know, three, four months, hands down that we lost it the most at. Beyond. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, New Kids on the Block, Sean Paul, Sum 41, Whitney Cummings, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay, the next thing to talk about here is the news that broke today, July 17th, that Ariana Grande and her husband, Dalton Gomez, are apparently headed for divorce. So this report comes one day after Ariana was seen at Wimbledon. She was sitting between Andrew Garfield and Jonathan Bailey, who's her Wicked co-star. She was not wearing her wedding ring. Also, as a total side note, like it took me multiple times of viewing these photos to realize that it was Ariana Grande. i think also my eyes were very much drawn to Andrew Garfield, but like fucking sue me. Yeah. I mean, I obviously cannot blame you for that. So next is a TMZ headline that says Ariana Grande, Dalton Gomez separated, heading for divorce. This is at 8.06 AM Pacific time, Monday morning. Ariana Grande and her husband, Dalton Gomez have been separated since January and they're heading towards divorce. Sources connected to the couple tell TMZ. We're told a few months back that you tried a reconciliation, but it failed. One source with direct knowledge told TMZ their relationship, quote, is heading for divorce. Ariana and Dalton have been thousands of miles apart since December when she started filming Wicked. Our sources say they were having problems even before that. We're told they remain friends and still talk on the phone regularly, but according to sources, the marriage is kaput. I love a source saying kaput. Okay, a few hours later, 2 p.m. Pacific time on Monday, it says, Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez couldn't make their marriage work in a post-COVID world because their lives were vastly different. Sources connected to the former couple with direct knowledge tell TMZ, when Ariana and Dalton hooked up in 2020, they were everything to each other. Company, romance, support, all of it. When COVID restrictions lifted, we're told their differences became alarmingly apparent. Dalton, an LA realtor, was taken aback by Ariana's celebrity. He hadn't dealt with her schedule, the paparazzi, and the various opportunities that took her out of LA. Their differences started to make the marriage unravel, and it was greatly exacerbated when she went to England last December to begin filming Wicked. By January, they were separated, but still on friendly terms. They began living separate lives until May when they decided to take a shot at it again. That lasted two weeks before they both threw in the towel. 
The fact is, we're told Dalton has been dating over the last few months, which was fine with Ariana. Our sources say both Ariana and Dalton were, quote, shocked no one picked up on the separation until today when TMZ broke the story they had gone their separate ways and were headed for divorce court. This is so much more information than I was ever expecting to get. Yeah, a lot more, although it it makes perfect sense when you look at their relationship. I mean, it entirely existed in this COVID bubble. And I think that there are two factors at play, which is somebody who's not famous dating somebody who is famous and always, always, always downplaying how difficult that is going to be. On top of that, dating someone who is famous, who is as famous as Ariana Grande, one of the most famous people in the entire world, being a person who isn't famous and then existing with that person only in COVID times and never actually experiencing that fame. I mean, that is a shock that nobody is prepared for. And so the fact that this relationship kind of couldn't make it out of COVID, I don't think is is surprising to anybody. Think about how many non-celebrity relationships that started and got super serious in COVID then ended up failing when the real world kind of resumed. You know, you do create this bubble where you're kind of untouchable and a lot of issues that one would confront on an everyday basis just weren't a factor because they couldn't be a factor. The world was shut down. And so it's kind of a phenomenon we've seen with a lot of relationships. But obviously when you take Ariana Grande, one of the most famous people in the entire world, of course, that's going to hit in an entirely different way. I do think for a moment, a timeline could be helpful, which is we go back to May, 2018. This is when the news initially breaks that Ariana and Pete have begun dating. June, 2018, they confirm their engagement via Instagram. October, 2018, TMZ confirms the two have split. We fast forward two years, February, 2020. This is when her and Dalton sparked dating rumors after they were seen kissing at a bar in LA. And in May of 2020, he appears in her Stuck With You music video. A month later, June 2020, they go Instagram official. And December of 2020 is when she announces their engagement. Then less than a year later, May 2021, is when the two got secretly married in a small ceremony in her home in Montecito, which I'm sure you guys remember the photos from that. It did seem to be this beautifully intimate affair. And it kind of felt like, you know, Ariana quietly found her guy. and. It, it, it's just it's just wild what a difference two years makes. I remember feeling like during COVID, talking about all of these relationships, ones that existed prior, ones that were new. And I remember feeling like not only us thought this, but it was kind of the world's reaction to relationships of like, you know, if you can make it through COVID, spending this much time together, like literally on top of each other, nowhere to go, 24-7 together, like you can really make it. What's so interesting here is seeing the reverse of that, which is like, it's one thing to be able to spend so much time together and make it through that with a person you love. It's a whole other beast when you have to make it through not spending time together. Totally. And I think if you're Dalton, initially, he's probably under the impression of like, holy shit, I'm dating one of the most famous people in the entire world. And it was almost the feeling of like, he didn't have to share her with the world. And then of course, as real life resumed, clearly that's no longer the case. I mean, even just work-wise, the intensity of her schedule is taking her so many different places and she's not slowing down at any time, nor should she, you know? Like, it's just very interesting how for two people that probably did get to know one another very well, the part that they didn't really get to know is how they were going to know each other when the rest of the world was a factor. Yeah, and I think, you know, we always say this when it comes to the men that come into the lives of the Kardashians, where it's like, they always say they can handle it. They always say like they're prepared for that amount of fame. They're prepared for the lifestyle that comes with it. And they just never are. And I think that's what it's kind of like if you're a regular person, not only dating a celebrity, but dating a celebrity, the magnitude of Ariana Grande. I mean, this isn't just somebody who's like going to do a movie here or there is going to release an album. Like she is one of the most famous people alive. She is an A-list celebrity if there ever was one. She was most recently working on what is going to be a huge movie in Wicked that is not only one, but two parts. That's years and years of filming. I mean, it's one of those things that you can never, ever, ever be prepared for. And I think that, you know, there's obviously the conversation of like, is this somebody that, you know, felt emasculated by her fame? Possibly. I don't think that we're privy enough to that information to know whether or not that's what it was. But is it somebody that, couldn't handle it because he didn't know what he was getting himself into because it's something that you can't possibly know until you're thrown into it. Yeah, 
absolutely a million percent. And so I think we're just kind of seeing the aftermath of that here. I also like, I know this is so not the point, but while we're on this, when do we ever have the opportunity to just go back for a second to the OG Pete and Ariana days, specifically as it applied to Instagram? And like, we got these comments pulled up and I just got to, I just got to reference them. We will put the link in the description because if you're trying to go down memory lane, you really can with these. May 24th, 2018, Pete posts on Instagram a photo in a sweatshirt and a backwards hat and she comments this blushing smiley face emoji. And our caption was, well, there you have it. Because that was when we initially said, holy shit, the rumors are true. Okay, a little bit later that same day, Antonio Brown posts a photo of Ariana on the field and says, you're still welcome at the Steelers game, baby, at Ariana Grande. And she comments, ha, are you okay? And Pete comments on this post, hey, cutie, you up? With the hard eye emojis. Our caption on that was, okay, this is wild. Like we were actively processing this in real time. The next day, May 25th, 2018, Ariana posts with her friend at Bry Love Life. The caption is, taken in between intense, deep sobs of fear and laughter because we were sitting in 8 billion insect nests. It's a long story. Tell you later. I love you for life. Bestie at Bry Love Life. One for the books. And Pete comments, love this caption, caption queen. And Ariana responds, at Pete Davidson, king of loving my captions. Our caption on that was, okay, now they're just doing it for our benefit because we were were like fucking losing it. And then one of the greatest of all time, Pete posts a photo of them in Harry Potter clothes and writes, the chamber of secrets has been opened. And Ariana comments, you trying to slither in? In parentheses, I'm deleting my account now. I'm sorry. No one comments like that anymore. Those were the fucking golden ages. Ariana Grande is commenting on Pete Davidson's. First of all, Pete Davidson has an Instagram. And Ariana Grande is commenting on Pete Davidson's Instagram. You trying to slither in? I'm sorry. I, I, I like actually can't talk about it. How are we going to talk about this and Jordan Gain in one episode? This is like all of our, like, this is so nuts. You know how I feel? I'm like a high school football quarterback that never left the field. Like I'm standing there 30 years old, still on the field, like reminiscing about the glory days. Huge Philly Baker energy, you know? Yeah. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Let's talk about baby making for a second because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be, meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Frida Fertility. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Free to Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you. One other split to mention, which is both shocking and also you very much could have seen coming if you've been following this closely, which is Sofia Vergara and Joe Manganiello are divorcing after seven years of marriage. They release a statement to page six. It says, 
We've made the difficult decision to divorce. As two people that love and care for one another very much, we politely ask for respect of our privacy at this time as we navigate this new phase of our lives. And a source added, quote, Sophia and Joe have been growing apart for a while now and are taking some distance from each other to contemplate their future. Just one moment of timeline context, we go back to May 2014, where they first met at the White House Correspondence Dinner at the time Sophia was engaged to Nick Loeb. June 2014, one month after that, Joe gets Sophia's number from Jesse Tyler Ferguson after she split with Nick Loeb, and they go on their first date on June 14th in New Orleans. August 2014, they confirm their relationship. December 2014, they get engaged while vacationing in Hawaii. And November 2015 is when they get married at the Breakers in Palm Beach which just feels like necessary context. Also keep in mind, Sophia has been in Italy for a little while now on vacation, posting up an absolute storm, like posting like, you know, the way that one's aunt would post on Facebook. And I obviously fucking love the content, but it is just nonstop. And like, if you have been analyzing these photos, again, Joe not being there doesn't necessarily mean anything, but just the way she's posting. I told you, I was telling my threading lady last week, something, something's going on. And you were right. Something was certainly going on. I mean, talk about the hottest couple ever splitting though. Like that's kind of, that's too crazy people to throw back into the dating pool. I obviously feel really sad for them because of course no one wants this. And this was always a relationship that I loved watching. Like aside from how hot they are individually and together, they just seemed like they had a lot of fun together. But for some reason, this really feels like they're both doing okay it doesn't feel like it has that same tone that I would maybe have anticipated. And I don't know if that's just because the news is breaking while Sophia is in Italy and we're seeing her like actively living her best life. I just feel like this was a decision that they came to mutually. Yeah, it feels mutual and amicable, but it just, I don't know, to me, this shocked me. But I think part of the reason that it shocked me is because for some reason, whenever I thought about them as a couple, I really associated them with the now broken up Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet in the sense of, in my mind, those two couples had been together for the same amount of time. Like, I don't know why, I don't know what the association was, but I always associated them together. And so when I first read this news of the split, I was like, oh my God, they've been together for fucking forever. That is so upsetting and so crazy. They've been together for a while, but it's it wasn't as long as Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet had been together. So I think that kind of, I don't know, maybe helps a little bit, but I don't know. To me, they were just one of those couples that were just like a sure thing. Like it was just a kind of quiet, but very loving, a little bit active on social media, but nothing crazy couple who just felt really stable to me. And so I, I agree with you. Like the, it seems very drama-free this split, especially because there are no kids involved, which always makes a divorce a little bit easier. But I don't know. To me, I'm really shocked by this. Yeah. I, again, I, I think because I've been following her so closely on social media, I was expecting it a little bit, but I am generally really shocked by it. They're, I, I, I truly think like they're one of the hottest couples ever. And like I say that as a diehard JLo and Ben fan. To me, Sophia and Joe, it's like, that's a category of their own. To me, I am far more shocked by the news of this than I am by Ariana and Dalton. Ariana and Dalton, like, isn't surprising, right? Like, of course, I, I, I feel for both of them. I'm She didn't want this. Like, you don't get married to someone expecting that it's going to end in divorce. And I think for her, she felt probably like she found her person. And I we were all so happy for her. But like, it just, I, I don't know. There was something about that that felt like, not expected. I don't want to use the word expected. That's that's the wrong word, but not overly shocking, I would say. Who does Ariana date next? Okay. The, the, the reason that I feel like I'm having such a hard time evaluating that is because I, I don't feel like we've gotten to know Ariana recently. You know, like I feel that this version of Ariana is very different than the last time we were deeply familiarized with Ariana. And I mean that in an entirely neutral way. I just feel like she's been you know, more private than she had been in the past. And it seems like there's been a lot of, I don't know if you want to call it self-discovery, but whatever it is, like the version that she is bringing to the dating world or will be bringing to the dating world, I think is different than the version of Ariana that we lastly got to know very well. So I feel like I would need to get to know this version of her to then even have that conversation. So I can see, first of all, I agree with you, obviously, but I can also see that there's a possibility that her and The weekend become a thing, but like an entirely PR relationship where he needs it to kind of like recover from the, the 
damage that the idol did. Whoa. I was so not expecting you to say that. That'd be nuts. I mean, they've worked together. Like, they're very good friends. They've collabed on music together. And I think that he needs an image that's a l- that reminds people that he's likable again. Because, listen, I, I think the idol did some some damage to what the way that we view The weekend. But what's in it for her? publicity, a song. Like there's a lot of, it doesn't have to be like a full-blown relationship, but like a couple of dating rumors here and there for for PR. I, I don't think it would be the craziest. I don't think it'll be the craziest thing to pop up. Interesting prediction. Hey, we'll have to see. And he loves a pop star. Pre-Kylie, I would have said like, hey, not the craziest thing of her and Timothy definitely seems to be her type. No, that wouldn't have been the craziest thing. And by the way, that could still happen. It's not like Kylie and Timmy are getting married. No, absolutely not. Are they still even together? (laughs) I'll tell you one thing that will knock my socks off more than a Kylie and Jordan paparazzi photo, a Timothy and Jordan Woods paparazzi photo. Because yesterday at Sushi Park, tomorrow it could be Craig's. I'll lose my mind. Lose my mind. Talk about two people I never expected to be hanging out in a G-Wagon together. I am ill-prepared for that to one day happen. Here's what I need. This is the crew that I need immediately. Kylie, Jordan, Ariel. Stormy Timothy. I want to see them go into like the apple orchard or some shit to apple pick with with Stormy and Air. I want to see Stormy on Carl Anthony Town's shoulders picking an apple. You're right. I want to see Uncle Carl. Yes. Which, by the way, she she could be going for some Granny Smiths or wherever that yeah, motherfucker is so tall. <laughs> if I'm Stormy, I'm like, get me those shoulders, Timothy. You'd see nothing. All right. A couple of other things to mention, just like not even to really talk about, just to mention Shakira and Jimmy Butler dating rumors, apparently taking things slow. Lindsay Lohan gave birth. Dylan Sprouse and Barbara Palvin married in Hungary one month after confirming their engagement. And last but not least, Michael Rubin spoke to ET at the Sean Carter Foundation 20 year anniversary black tie gala in the city on Friday. He was asked about the Kim Kardashian, Tom Brady dating rumors, of course, fueled by photos of them at his white party. And he said, honestly, they're just friends. It's just the crazy rumors that get out there. Tom was with me a ton of the night. We were having fun and Tom doesn't go out that much. It's a rare sighting. And Kim doesn't drink much. So I think Kim's 10 or 12 shots she had and Tom, you know, being fun, it just leads to rumors. Well, let me ask you a question. Like how? Like how did Kim's shots have anything to do with the rumors that came to be? Unless the, like, it's not like, you know what I mean? The rumors weren't like, Kim was hanging all over Tom and he's out here being like, oh, you know, Kim being drunk. Like the rumors are like, you know, they spoke at the party, but we think there's something more going on there. Like, I don't know. I think, I think Michael Rubin knows a little something that he's hiding. I mean, we did get an anonymous DM being like, guys, this is happening. Obviously not, you know, not revealing any sources, but we did get one. I'm not saying there's truth to it. I don't know why I'm like gunning for like Michael Rubin to know more. Like, I, I don't even think this is true. Well, I think no no matter what, Michael Rubin knows more. I mean, th- he just knows so much. Yeah. You don't have Jay-Z driving up to your party and you are not the keeper of all secrets. No, I, I 100% believe that he is. I just, I don't know why I would be gunning for it to be the case that he's keeping the secret. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't want Kim and Tom Brady together. That is not a couple I want. Like, I, there, I have no interest. Yeah, I don't know. At this point, though, like I, I really went back on what you were saying last week of, you know, is there a world that it happens now because of the rumors? And we, of course, referenced Kim's statement in the last season of Kardashians, or maybe this season of Kardashians, whatever it was, when she was like, you know, you, the, you, the media makes you a couple, and then you start to believe the hype and like that whole line of thinking. So, I don't know. I think honestly, the reason that, I'm not changing my tune. Don't get me wrong. I'm still in the camp of like, I don't, I don't want this couple. It's not. It's not something that I see long term. Like I don't believe it. I swear to you, I'm not. I'm not turning on us. I think if I'm being my most honest, the photo that Dumas posted since our last episode of Kim and Tom at the white party, you know, where she's like looking over. It's from the back. You can see that he's holding his jacket in his hand. I just was so taken by the height difference that that'll get you. I that'll get me. It won't get anyone, but like it'll get me. I think so. That's why I'm having this reaction. It's not a change of heart. It's just like. I've softened slightly and I can understand that. That is what happens in over six one situations. I I can't blame you for that. Yeah. One thing about me, you give me over six one, some shit's gonna it's gonna change my view a little. 
Yeah, that's um, that is certainly <laughs> true. This is the understatement of the century. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to mention? I think that's it, kid. Do you have the best time? I just had so much fun. Stop. Are you kidding? We literally just spent the episode talking about Jordan Woods and Kylie Jenner hanging out. I couldn't even have ever anticipated the possibility of having that much fun. Yeah, no, that was the best thing we could have ever asked for. One thing I did want to mention, we said this in the Kardashian episode, but obviously more people listen to this one. We had gotten a couple of DMs, not an overwhelming amount, but enough that it was worth looking into of people saying that in the middle of the episode, it kind of just cut out. And obviously a lot of people assumed that it was potentially an editing mistake. It's not an editing mistake. We listen to every episode minimally three times before it goes out. When reaching out to production, the response was, this is most likely related to local bandwidth issues when streaming an episode. If they download the episode fully before they hit play, the issue should go away. Which I said this also in the Kardashian episode. When we've spoken to you know, other podcast hosts, similar issues were happening with them and this did fix it. So there were no glitches that were caught internally, but that seemed to be what was happening. So if that happened, I'm really, really sorry. I can imagine how like annoying and frustrating that was, but just know one, you're not going crazy. And two, it's not an editing issue. So that is the good news. And I think that's all. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for letting us do this. And we'll see you later this week for Bravo and Kardashians. 